Okay, welcome. The topic of this workshop is how it works. My name is Teresa. I'm a beloved child of God, a compulsive overeater. Thank you. And my other speaker who's sharing this meeting with me is Blair. Um, the session is taped and will not be edited. Please note this session might be available online or on a podcast feed. Anyone wishing to remain anonymous should use a fictitious name. And we just need someone to volunteer to be a timer. Thank you. Yeah, you got the. T- so each of us will speak for 20 minutes each. I'm going to introduce Blair first. She, she was willing to go first so I could just take a, a rest <laughs> and listen. So Blair, come on up. Let's open with a serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Uh, Can anyone volunteer to uh, say the serenity prayer in French? If anyone is able. Uh, Doesn't sound like anyone is able. Um, well, I'll be, I speak French, but I don't know the whole thing, so just wanted to open that up, and we're a region of both English and French speaking, so. Hi, I'm Blair, compulsive overeater. Can you hear me? Is this better? (laughs) Okay, great. I'm not sure I'll be able to talk for 20 minutes, but, um, really so excited to be here. Um, I've been in program for three and a half years, and it feels like it's been a lifetime. Um, my life started when I came into program. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I was like and how I work my program now. I was born at 24 weeks. I weighed one pound, 11 ounces. Um, my parents thought I didn't make it. Um, ever since I was a baby, everything has been given to me. You know, I fall, I hurt myself. People are right there to help me. Almost to the point where I couldn't do anything myself. Um, I had a, um, when I was a, a young child, I loved to see the cows in the New Hampshire and Vermont, um, beautiful countryside where I grew up. And one day we were driving by it and we saw a ring nose with a ring in its nose. It was a bull, beautiful bull. And every day we saw this on the way to and from our school. I was six and my brother was five. And one day ring nose wasn't in the pasture. We were devastated. What happened to ring nose? I was compulsively just thinking about it all the time. And then one day a family member said, oh, Blair, Blair, I found ring nose and pointed to a pan of sizzling meat. And ever since then, I have never had a piece of meat. Um, But that's part of my story. Um, That's part of where my emotional attachment with food came from. And um, I used food to soothe every emotion I had from happiness, sadness, anger, frustration, clear-headedness. Happiness, you name it, I ate over it. Um, Part of my story also involves sexual assault. 
and a close family friend. Um, and um, I became anorexic after that for three years. Um, and then I swayed the other way and never looked back. I ate myself up to about 330 pounds. By the grace of the higher power, I no longer compulsively overeat. And thanks to you and my higher power and in these rooms, um, living one day at a time and um, working the steps as it's laid out in the big book and how I work it. Let me tell you a little bit about how I do my program. Um, I started with a temporary sponsor initially right outside of Boston. That's where I'm from. Um, and I knew that the relationship wouldn't be a long-term one. Um, I went to like my third meeting and she volunteered and I said, of course, thank you so much. Um, and I'm so grateful for those few months that I had with my first sponsor because, um, the rigorousness with which, um, the food plan was, part of the abstinence um, was was a kickstart for me to lose 50 pounds. And um, I'm grateful that I've released that weight and haven't um, had it come back. Um, I decided to work with a big book step study sponsor because I found that the solution was in the steps. And that as soon as it became not about the food, it was about everything else. Um, so for me, when I put down the food, I started feeling feelings again that I had stuffed food down, stuffed feelings down. And um, so the big books step study process was my solution. Began working with a big book step study sponsor, attending big book step study meetings. Service was always first and foremost that was the one thing that my temporary sponsor had first told me about. As soon as you walk into a meeting, start doing service. And so I've taken that on. And even if it's just putting away chairs or getting to a meeting on time, that's service. Sharing is service. Um, because you keep the meeting going. Um, and you're sharing your experience, strength, and hope. And it doesn't have to be all flowers and happiness, right? Because sometimes things get hard. And it's okay to have hard times and to talk about it because somebody else might be struggling and they might not be able or willing to share that. And by you sharing that, it opens up the possibility for others to feel that and to feel comfortable in that and then to come together. So for me, how it works is I share my rigorous honesty, even if it's not exactly what I think others need to hear. It's not about that. It's about getting it out, getting it outside of me. Um, and be, being of service and doing service is one of the most, the biggest pieces of my program that I still do today. Um, just want to share something earlier today. I was looking in my big book. I have both a hard copy and a copy on my phone. <laughs> and I was sitting with Beth, the, our new trustee, at the service sign-up table. <laughs> I was looking at my phone, and I'm like, where, where is how it works? I thought for sure it was a chapter in the big book. 
she was like, it's a chapter in the big book. And I was like, yes, it's a chapter in the big book. On my phone, there's no chapter called How It Works. So then I looked in my hard copy book. I used (laughs) google.com and found, indeed, there is a chapter called How It Works in the big book. Um, But in the big phone, (laughs) it's called The Twelve Steps, uh, at least my version of the, the phone app. And I literally looked four times today while I was sitting with Beth at the sign-up table. And I said, isn't that ironic? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result? Um, So how I work my program today is rigorous honesty, like I said. It's um, turning my food over to my sponsor. It's having a gratitude list every single day. And if I'm fall asleep and I don't write that email, let's say, I say it out loud. I say prayers. I speak to my higher power. I ask for help. I never used to ask for help. I thought I could do everything. I, I, I was the answer. <laughs> so selfish, so self-centered. But now I ask for help because I don't have all the answers. I don't want all the answers either. Um, I had a pretty big change in my life recently. Um, My sponsor moved away. My big book step study sponsor moved away. And that could have been disaster. No longer in the same time zone. How do you work that out? Well, we tried to make it work. It didn't work. So we talked about it. And I found another big book step study sponsor. Just started working with her last week. And... um, I'm excited for the future. Um, it's been three, three, three and a half short years, but um, I'm the kind of person that lives with the glass half full. And I'm just really, really grateful that I've found the solution and it's in the big book step study process and rigorous honesty and sharing my truth. So... Thank you very much, and um, I'll pass it over to Teresa. Okay, I'm Teresa, like I said before. Can you hear me? Um, I'm a beloved child of God and a compulsive overeater. That's how I like to introduce myself. And uh, I loved Blair's qualification. I loved how she described how it works and how she works it. And I'm going to kind of follow in her footsteps. I'll speak about the chapter a little and how I work it. Um, Blair mentioned she's here three years. I'm in program 30. But it doesn't matter. Three, 30. um, We're all on this journey. I'm uncomfortable with the mic, but um, I know I have to use it because we're being taped. But do I sound okay, soft? I don't want to be too loud. Okay. Um, So how it works. When I kind of just looked over the chapter the past couple weeks, I'm reminded it's about living in the steps. It's um, doing the next right thing. You know, I could chop it all up for you, and we could have a big book study about it. 
Um, so I like to I like to use images. So when I was in program, um, you know, I was young, came in at 19, 20 years old. Um, I didn't get it all right away, but I just loved being in the rooms. I wanted what you all had. Um, anyway, there was I went to a meeting and there was a gentleman, I guess, who was in another program. And I remember one night he stepped over to me. We were chatting and he gave me a little frog, tiny frog, you know, just a, a plastic little toy frog. And he said, fully rely on God. Frog, fully rely on God. Um, and I still have the, I love that image. I, I just, I get all um, fuzzy and warm when I hear anything about my spirituality. Because this is a spiritual malady, they told me when I came in. Yes, we have a physical condition and we have to listen to our sponsor, take suggestions, but we're, you know, whether it's food, alcohol, it's a spiritual disease, and we have to treat it as so. Um, so here's the frog, and the frog was little, and then here is, um, you know, we're working our program, and we're told, I'm going to read a little bit about what we're told, and then tell you about the frog. Um so if we were to live, we had to be free of anger. Um, then it goes on. We asked God to help us sh show, you know, any symptoms we had about the anger. We asked God to help us show the people we were resentful towards the same tolerance, pity, and patience that we would cheerfully grant a sick friend. And we ask God to save me from being angry and that this is a sick man. How can I be helpful to him? Thy will be done. We cannot be helpful to all people, but at least God will show us how to take a kindly and tolerant view of each and every one. So I was told you make a list of your resentments. Um, I also got a card when I was younger. And in this little card says, I'm not sure if I thought of OA today or if I never stopped thinking of OA from yesterday. Little card with Snoopy on it. And on the back, this was also from a gentleman in program, unless we work the program, the program will not work. These are just little things I want to share with you when I came in. Um, in meditation, we ask God what we should do about each specific matter. I'm going to say that again. In meditation, we ask God what we should do about each specific matter. The right answer will come if we want it. Um, so the frog, fully rely on God. Even a small decision about my food, we're compulsive overeaters. So when I open my refrigerator and I told my sponsor I'm going to have this particular meal, and then I open the refrigerator, you guys, this is it just keeps okay. And we're opening it up, and I'm I'm starting to wonder. I want to change my choice, or I'm confused about. There are some mornings I'm peaceful about my food choices. And the other mornings I wake up and I'm like, I don't know if I want to have that. 
And that's where even in that decision, you invite God in and you, you, you ask your higher power. Um, the family, I have two boys, a husband, they all wanted a dog for many years. No, I kept saying no. Nope, I have enough to do. I don't need another thing. As they got mature and I could see, so um, I asked God to come into that decision. I was fearful. Shoot, a dog, the last thing I need. Um, it's going to ruin my beautiful stuff that I bought for my house. Uh, I have two boys, by the way, and a, and a husband. So I don't have a really, the only room in my house is um, maybe a living room and dining room. That's the ladies' room. So I was afraid this dog was going to ruin my rooms. My point is I asked God, I wanted to give my son the puppy for Christmas, but I was so fearful. So I'm, I'm trying to explain to you. I prayed and my sponsor said, yes, let's think about it, write about it. So I don't make any decisions hastily because I don't want to resent it. And then I have to make a list about it. So I, I ask God, even in that decision, help me pick the right dog, the right dog for the family. So the dog's two years old. She's a very good dog. Um, I was told, you know, you're, you're abstinent, and you, then you just ask God to help you make your decisions in the day to do the next right thing. So getting back to the frog. So I'm, I'm going along program. I'm, I'm abstinent, and it wasn't all right away. I told you I'm here about 30 years. Came in young. I wasn't getting it all right away. But um, I call it um, I have a new um, way of living and clean and sober for the past eight years, a different way than I used to do when I was younger. And I talk about the frog, and I'm making life decisions now. I have two teenagers. I don't know how to do this life. I'm always inviting God into my morning, noon, and night, how to, how to be a good mother, how to make good choices for myself. And fear is a lot about what I'm faced with sometimes. How do, how do I help my teenager? He's having a hard time. He's not listening to me. False evidence appearing real. They told me that's what fear is. So when you make your list and you're making your list about your resentments, the cause, a lot of it is fear. Um, I, I'm afraid I'm going to run out of time, so I just want to read some of... Um, we reviewed our fears thoroughly. Fear ought to be classed with stealing. It seems to cause more trouble. We trust God rather than our finite selves. We are in the world to play the role he assigns just to the extent that we do as we think he would have us and humbly rely on him. He enables us to match calamity with serenity. I've had a lot of calamity in the past year or two um, my mom just passed away um, this summer this whole summer I was caring for her with my sister but I kept going to meetings I kept calling my sponsor I kept writing my food down I asked God to help me do the next right thing my sister and I didn't always see eye to eye 
I'm raising two sons. I'd go home. I'd had a stressful day. My husband and I started getting on each other's nerves. And I just have to tell you, all of you, how amazed I am at how much I've changed on all three levels. I understood when I would talk to my sponsor. She says, you're working it. You don't have, there's nothing, and it says it right here if I can find it, there's, but I probably won't be able to find it. There's nothing like perfect adherence to these principles. We don't have to be perfect. So I'd go, I thought I was the, being the best daughter, the best sponsee, the best little dog owner. And I'd go home, and I'd have a horrible exchange with my hubby, and I didn't feel understood. I thought he'd rub me on the back, say, you're doing great. You're being a great daughter. And look at that. You didn't even want the damn dog. And you, look how good you... I didn't always get that. So I'd go in my room. I'd call my sponsor. She said, Teresa, you're doing beautifully. You are my role model. for." And this is my sponsor. My mom was dying. And we, we really didn't know. We, we, we moved her from a hospital to a hospice, and they said she was too healthy, get her out of hospice. Very stressful. But my sponsor would tell me, um, you know, sometimes just get quiet, and she'd give me little prompts like, spirit, speak to me, silence me. Because I'd always want to use my mouth to just argue with somebody or my sister or, you know, and I didn't want to always, and I quieted myself so spirits speak to me silence me and other things she would silence is golden prayer is everything um these are the things and i just wanted to share about the faith there's so much in here so calamity and serenity so i was you know just calamity i looked it up before is adversity misfortune and when i and we are god does not say you follow, you work your program, it's going to be an easy life. Quite the opposite. But it, someone once told me, if you're financial, which I'm not, if you invest in your bank account, you can withdraw when things get, you'll have something to it. So I, I'm here to tell you, I worked, I prayed, I wrote my food down, I went to meetings all these years, and I wasn't, and I go up and down the scale but I guess I got it in the last year. Now I really understood and I had joy in my heart that, wow, that investment thing really did work. I was doing his will. I was there for mom. I had a job. I wasn't working. I was home with the kids. I finally was employed. I was so happy being um, adding to the family income. And then that I felt uh, I was led to leave the job, and within two weeks, my mom, that whole summer, I, we had to really run to her every day. I've shared at the, uh, my home meeting. I'd get up sometimes at 4.30 and 5 a.m. to pack my breakfast and lunch, to go out to Queens. I live in New York on Long Island, and I would bring it with me to the hospital so I wouldn't have to go to the hospital cafeteria and I could sit with her. Um, I don't know how much time I have left. Five minutes? Beautiful. Because um, um, I love everything in this book. So I, I just want to maybe just conclude. Um, we listed and analyzed our resentments. 
we have begun to comprehend their futility and their fatality. And a lot of people in programs said, we don't need anger and resentment. They're just poison. I have anger. I have resentment. But they tell me I have tools. You make the list, which is in the, the, the book. Um, and um, I don't know. I just, I'll just look at this a minute. Yeah, so stay the course. Just stay the course. You, you live in the steps. And I'm seeing that because the, there's storms. So I got abstinent. It wasn't so easy, but it became easier. I became calmer. And with being abstinent with my food, it led me to be abstinent in my decisions, my relationships. I talk about my husband. He was my first. We were engaged. I just came into program. When we were just married 26 years, sometimes I shake my head and I go, wow, how can that be? Um, and just the ego and my pride, that's how my ego, when I ease God out and my pride, and that's how these exchanges with my husband, and sometimes that's where my sponsor teaches me. Silence is golden prayer. Is everything. I don't always have to respond just because he said something that I don't like. Life on life's terms. Caring for my mother, my sister, and I didn't always agree. But it was a beautiful journey because I felt my sister and I did come together for God's will to be there for mom. It really was a beautiful... Now, I'm sad, things are changing, the dynamics are changing, the calamity they speak about, and it's making me very sad. And I don't know the solution. And I have so many people in my program, in my meetings, we all talk. Actually, I drove here with a few of them, and we talked about it, and I just stay connected. And I just end with this. this I, I just love my literature. Um, there was something in here. Love God and work the program. And that's what I'm here to speak about. So if, if you would, don't mind, I'll just read this and sit down. How clear everything becomes when we put abstaining and recovering from compulsive eating first in our lives. As we recover, we grow in love for the higher power, which makes possible our new life. Loving God and working the program becomes our main purpose every day. From this, all else follows. When we are confused and harried by conflicting demands on our time and attention, we need to withdraw for a moment and get back in touch with the God within. That's why the silence is, is so important. As long as we are sincerely trying to do his will, we do not have to be upset by negative responses from other people, whether their disapproval is real or imagined. As our higher power provides a focus for our love, working the program provides a focus for our energies and ambitions. Whatever our situation, we are each capable of growing along spiritual lines. And it is this growth and progress which gives us deep, lasting satisfaction. Accept my love and work. 
and that spiritual disease, there's always, a, whenever I have a problem, I know that there's always a solution, and a lot of times it's within, and it's my spirit, and I just have to get quiet and listen. I love all of you. I wish you the rest of your weekend a beautiful journey. Thank you. This workshop will end at 6 p.m. We will now open the floor for three-minute pitches. The timer will signal when you have one minute left. If you would like to share, please come to the front of the room and form a line to the right. You must sign the release form before you speak. Step up to the microphone and introduce yourself. Tell where you are from and how long you've been in OA. We would like to remind OA members who are in other fellowships to speak only of your personal recovery in OA. Please stick to the topic of this meeting. For those who arrived late, the topic of this workshop is how it works. The meeting is now open for sharing. Hi, my name is Margaret Ann, and I'm a very grateful recovered compulsive overeater. I used to eat compulsively. I've been an Overeaters Anonymous since February of 1990 and uh, abstinence since November of 1990, as I always like to say. I came into Overeaters Anonymous as 215 pounds of chain-smoking suicidal fun. So it works. Um, and I was attracted to the title of this workshop because I like this chapter in the big book. And that's why I have my OA 12 and 12 with me because <laughs> I can't help but going, well, uh, big book this and big book that. I'm going to bring some OA literature. Um, but, but the thing is that it's not until, you know, it's not until what page 60, mm -hmm, 59 or whenever this chapter starts, how it works. Everything up until that point is basically beating me into a state of reasonableness of, of just convincing me again and again and again. No, you think you know what your problem is. No, you think you know what this is about. Oh, you think it's that? Like, you know, there's the chapter, there's a solution, which is about, you know, what the problem of alcoholism is. And then more about alcoholism is all uh, Bill basically doing an end run against every argument you think you can bring up as to why I'm not like that. So I recognize myself in all of that. And then by the time you get to how it works, then we've been through the whole thing about, okay, but you're agnostic. We got that covered as well. And now we're going to get down to, we've been hinting at what this disease is like, why it's progressive and why an intention not to drink and all the self-knowledge in the world, you know, is well, to eat is it's not going to keep me abstinent. And it never did. I had every reason in the world not to eat compulsively and every desire I thought. And finally, finally, it starts saying, one minute left, um, this is the how and the why of it. The how is we had to stop playing God. Why? It didn't work. And then it goes on to explain that self, uh, we need to look at self. And this is how I see it. My whole life, I was standing next to an elephant and all I could see was the bottom of the foot. And every time the foot went up, it could crush something. So to me... The world, life, everything was just this thing. That's the perspective of self. That's what self-centeredness is. Not that I'm a bad person, but that I can't see the whole picture. 
It's an elephant. It's not a foot that's trying to crush me. Um, so life is an elephant. No. Um, that um, I have to pull the camera back, and that means I have to get away from my self-perspective. And that self-perspective is what always tells me that this is the way things are supposed to be, and if they're not that way, things aren't okay. And the 12-step process, there's, it's not a mistake that steps three and four are in the same chapter. The evidence that I have taken step three and that I am on that solution, how it works, is that I have moved on into my fourth step. And that's why I brought this book because I now have to quote out of this book. Once we compulsive eaters take, truly take the third step, we cannot fail to recover. As we live out our decision day by day, our higher power guides us through the remaining nine steps. And that's it. My time's up. Thank you. Grateful Recovering Compulsive Reader from Waterloo, Ontario, Canada. I came to this program 310 pounds in January of 2004. I have became abstinent uh, 10 years ago and maintained 165-pound weight loss for the last eight years. How it works, oh my God, I ignored that for a very long time. Um... I just want to talk about one little bit in the How It Works that profoundly changed my life, having read it a zillion times and felt myself a specialist on the big book. It was amazing the things I'd highlighted but never really (laughs) paid any attention to. Then I got a really great sponsor who said, as I'm pointing, my mother doesn't understand me, my my life, my husband, my this, my that. She goes, why are you calling? Page 62. Page 62. My page 62 is a wonderful page. It's got a lot of packing tape holding it together. Here we go. Selfish, self-centered, that we think is the root of our troubles. Driven by a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity, we, I, step on the toes of others, of my fellows, and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us, seemingly without provocation, but invariably we find at some time in the past, we made decisions based on self that later placed us in a position to be hurt. And it goes on. And hearing that, and then truly looking at a fourth step many times as I grow through the program, I could start to see that I was the maker of my own problems. And this, this, um, this, the 12 steps in this book, it's the solution And it's in God's time, of course, when I'm ready, the onion, all the analogies. But when I really started to take a real good, hard look, it isn't poor me. And that's the beauty of the program. I put down the food. I live a very imperfect life. And then I began to look at the things that were driving me, the things that I did automatically. And that's the beauty of that fourth step. I had to look at my resentments and learn from them, learn more about myself, and then look at my fears and look, learn more about myself. And that's the rigorous honesty. I couldn't be honest about what I was eating. I couldn't be honest with anybody. I was afraid you weren't going to like me. I was afraid you were going to reject me. I was, a fear, I was very fearful that you would abandon me. That was my biggest fear. And once I started to understand 
and turn to a power greater than myself to, self to be in charge of the outcome, I started to get better. Thanks. Hello, I'm Joan. I'm a compulsive overeater. I've been around for 38 years, so I claim my place honestly. Um, I have I have no idea how long I've been abstinent. I just know it's been for a very long time. Um, somewhere at, after four and five, in between there, sometime I don't know. Um, for me. What's important is I claim my place 38 years. It'll be 39 years. And you know what? I have this brain that doesn't function. So the fact that I came in in um, 1980, you see, that means that I don't have to remember when I came in. It's like I know I came in 1980 much. So it's I can remember that one, you know. But... They told me that the way that this works was all the ways that you've said, but also that the answer was within me. So the answer is within each one of you, you know. And so shortly, you know, during while I thought about all that, um, somebody at a meeting said, this, this life of ours, this life of mine, was like, and somebody mentioned a, 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 a storm. And so she said that life is like you are out in the middle of the ocean. The storm came up. The water is going all over the place. Everybody's hanging on. Everybody's throwing up because they're sick. Everything is going haywire. Everybody thinks they're going to die. And the water comes, and the water comes. And she said, think about what's just below the water. What's, what's just, you know, there's all this up here, excuse me, all this up here. But what, underneath, down deep, there's no turmoil. It's nice and quiet. Everything is peaceful way down there. It's just up here that it's, it's upset. And so she said, that's what our faith is like. That's what living this program is like. You know, it's like, it's days, of, but then we always know that the answer is within us. It's within each one of us. And all I have to do is dig deep. Granted, you know, some days you got to dig real deep, but the answer is within us. And all the, the, um, the steps, the traditions. Thank you, God, we have tools. You know, all these things that we can call somebody. I still love calling people. And I have a, a, a aunt who loves snail mail. 
and she's going to be 90 years old. And my three sisters, my two sisters and I, we write to her. I mean, and she writes back, I'm so glad you have, you know, you think you've done a whole lot for somebody. You know, all I do is, and I hate writing anymore. But, you know, it works if I'm willing to work it every day. Thank you. Hi, I'm Michelle. I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi, Michelle. Um, came from Connecticut. I um, came to program in January. I've been abstinent eight months, and I've lost uh, 57 pounds so far. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, how it works. This is a great chapter. Um, I'll start in the middle here. I was doing uh, my step four, and I had... I was doing it the big book way with all the different columns, and so I had written all the people, places, things that I was resentful or in the broad definition. What If they had called me on the phone, I would have ignored their phone call because I felt uncomfortable for some reason or anything like that. So I had 150 names. <laughs> and uh, But then I got to the column about um, praying to be um, not angry. And so I was like, do I really have to say this like 150 times? <laughs> and I did. And it was interesting. Um, as I said, the prayer, I was kind of picturing myself, well, this person is a sick man. This person is a sick man. Help me treat them differently. And I kind of pictured like having a little dollhouse of being like, well, this is my little like hospital dollhouse. Like this person is a sick man. Like this person, I'm like, okay, they're all in their little like beds in this like hospital ward. I'm like, and who's in charge here? Like, <laughs> um, well, it's not them, but I thought it was them, and it's not me because I know I'm in the pro- I'm in recovery, and I was like, well, I think God is the one in charge actually, and um, it was really hard even to put people there. I guess I want to cry about it. Um, like to put my dad on that list because I just like I guess he was like my higher power to some degree. You know, I just wanted his approval so much. And to say, he's a sick man, just the same as everybody else. Um, And that I could just trust God instead and just to change that relationship. Anyway, as I was doing this column, I was sitting at home and across the street there had been some concrete steps that had fallen, that had collapsed, and they'd have like construction tape up for like a month. The day I decided to sit down and start doing these fear prayers, they got the jackhammers out, and they were, like, jackhammering this concrete, and I was like, this feels... I, like, took a picture of it, sent it to everybody. I'm, like, praying to be relieved of uh, fears and anger. I keep saying fear because that's what I'm doing now, but anger um, was, like, just digging that... jackhammering that concrete, you know, so that you can think about something else. Um, Trusting infinite God rather than our finite selves... I get worked up about, is that zero? Oh, uh, yeah, so that's it. Thank you. Hi, I'm Patty. I'm a compulsive overeater. I'm from Burlington, Vermont. I've been in uh, OA for about three years. The first year that I came in, I worked the program to a T. 
and then I lost like 60 pounds and things were going well. And then I think some of you heard this if I was next door, but I um, had a um, situation that came up that um, challenged my uh, sobriety, whatever you want to call it, the abstinence. And I gave in and I gave up and uh, it was like a bad breakup. So at any rate, um, for the longest time I was, you know, sitting in this whole relapse and not working the program, not doing my meal plan, not doing all the things I was supposed to do. And I couldn't figure out why. And I was like, you know, beating my, my head against a brick wall trying to figure it out. And after a lot of prayer and meditation and, and some work with my therapist and whatever, I found out that basically it was because I have been, because of sexual assault and, and other abuse from my father, well, my sexual abuse was another family member, but my father was mentally abusive. Because of all that, I protected my little girl inside for so long that, uh, you know, she... Um, so I didn't want to, like, go through the whole process of all the, the stuff all the steps and everything else to do because I was afraid that I would end up being thin and maybe attractive. And that scared me. And so I basically didn't for the longest time, but then, like I said, through some work with my therapist and um, my sponsor and, and my group and everything, I was able to come to the conclusion that, you know, this little girl doesn't need my protection anymore. I, you know, she needs to be let go and let God take her over and then it'll be, you know, I can be free to be that adult that I am. And that happened very recently. So now I'm starting to get back into the whole steps and all the, the you know, um, program again so that hopefully I can get back down the weight that I was and lose more. So thank you very much. I remember I was talking about the frog. I'm Teresa again, a compulsive overeater. Just that frog, I forgot. I was. My point was, we come in as a little frog, and God kind of pulls us to stretch us a little bit, and um, we say, "Ouch," you know, and and all all that stuff that's in the that chapter, you know, the fears, the resentment, the anger. But when we work through it and we write it down. Um, you know, my sponsor will talk. We talk. It's just so cute. All these things that I get from my sponsor and going to meetings and the ouch, that's us growing. But we got to be willing to be honest and put it out there. And uh, I, I, I was nervous before and I forgot about that ouch. I just wanted to share that. But please come up, even if you just want to share for a minute or two. We have another 10 minutes. Hi, I'm Sue. I'm a compulsive overeater bulimic. Hi. Hi. Um, 
Thank you so much, both of you, for your service. Um, I wrote down a lot of things. I got a lot out of it. Um, I've been in program for over 25 years, like 26, 27, something like that. And, you know, how it works and, and the big book have really been instrumental in, in teaching me how to be a grown up and how to live. Um, growing up, I wasn't given any of the tools. And, you know, a lot of times I have children of my own. And a lot of times we say, Oh, I wish that there was, you know, an instruction book that came with these kids. And, you know, there isn't, but you know, and there isn't one really for living life, but I found that like the big book and the steps and the meetings and talking to a sponsor and talking to other people have been, you know, like the instructions and they, they really helped me to kind of know how to go through things. And, um, you know, it really does come back to us and the answers are within us. And, you know, and there's a higher power that I have today that I can turn things over to. And it's just uncanny how things just work out and fall into place. And the answers come if I'm willing to take the answers that are given, you know, and sometimes it may not be how I think it should work out. And, you know, but it, I want, in the end, I find that it's the way that it should have worked out, you know, and, um, you know, how it works has turned for me into how to live my life and how to raise my children and how to be in relationships and um, how to try to work through the fear, which, you know, tends to be underneath a lot of things for me. So that's it. I'm just grateful to be here. Hi, everybody. My name is Nancy. I'm a compulsive overeater, food addict. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. I love the chapter, How It Works. I love I love that chapter because um, it's so specific about really how it works and clear and, um, and very inclusive. Um, so I love that chapter. I, I've been in program 38 years, and uh, I came in when I was 36, 74 today, and um, – I've been in OA longer now than before, uh, 38 years as opposed to, you know, 36 years when I came in. And I've had my struggles. I've had my relapses. I, I never left. I left the room once for, you know, 24 hours. Um, not very long. <laughs> and I shared this in another meeting, but I, I was ready to quit 22 years ago because I had a bad relapse. I couldn't stop eating sugar and binging and and I'd been around for so long, I just thought, I, you know, I better drop out. I better, you know. I'm one of those constitutionally incapables that they talk about. And um, I, th- I shared this in the other uh, workshop, but I, I um, shared it with my husband that I'm probably one of those constitutionally, and he had no idea what I was talking about, constitutionally incapables. But I just said to him, Jim, I, I, don't, I don't think I can do it. I, you know, I've been around. I've had too many uh, relapses. I can't get time together, and um, I'm quitting away. And and he said, "Is why would you quit? Because you can't stop eating. And haven't you told me it's a program for people who can't stop eating? So it would seem like that would be the place you need to go." Um, and so after I kicked him and hit, you know, no, <laughs> um, what wisdom, you know? So I kept. Uh, so I, what I did then is I went to 90 meetings in 90 days. 
and I heard every, I heard what I needed to hear every day. I was thinking what I heard last night or planning on the next day, and uh, and I started rigorously working my program. and And I'm so grateful for that um, gift of desperation I felt 22 years ago because uh, I felt that gift of desperation, and uh, I don't want to go back there. So how it works tells me that I have to do the steps. I have to look at myself. I have to clean house. I have to clean house, and I've done that through the big book step study process. And I sponsor people. I am sponsored. Um, I take quiet time. I ask God for help. I say yes when someone asks me to help them, to give service. Um, And one day at a time, it really works. I have a food plan that works for me. It's a flexible food plan. I don't eat sugar. I don't drink alcohol. I have some carbs and some flour in my food plan. Um, And that works for me. I don't feel as deprived frankly, and some people need a real strict food plan, so it's whatever works for each each of us. Uh, so I found out what works for me, and I'm eternally grateful. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, I'm Paula. I always introduce myself as uh, compulsive everything, because that kind of encompasses... <laughs> um, but um, thank you very much for your beautiful um, service and, t- and your talk. I think um, what I've learned most about about myself uh, is that um, I kept myself so busy that I never had to think about anything that was really hurting me or bothering me. And that sustained, sustained me for a very long time until I finally... Um, I had a hip replacement, and I um, I remember, you know those little grasper things? I dropped my phone, and for about 20 minutes, I couldn't pick it up. And I started to cry, and I think I cried for three days when that happened. <laughs> and it wasn't the phone. It was, um, it was a total release. So I really started to work the um, things that were really upsetting me. I started to feel which was, you know, I always thought, I always felt joy and I felt happy and I felt love and I felt, but I didn't feel ever feel the things that were really bothering me. And through the steps and the step work, when you, when you write it down and you look at it and you feel the anger, because um, like you said, you're allowed to feel the anger, um, but then you accept that people aren't going to be who you are or what you need them to be at that moment, or they might not ever be what you need them to be. Um, And when you accept them for who they are and what they are and love them where they are, um, you accept yourself and your own limitations. I find that um, that's what the programs helped me with is my life and my relationships and um, to love myself and to realize that I am worthy of taking care of me. Since I took care of everybody else, I never had time to take care of me. I didn't think I needed anything, which was a big joke. But um, I came into the rooms a long, long time ago. I was at, I was in my 20s, and I was in New York, and I went to different meetings. The reason I bring that up is how it works is because I find myself now tending to go to the same meeting a lot of the times. I think it might be helpful for even being here this weekend to because if you go to different meetings and you hear different people's perspectives – you just take so much more away from it. And when you go to the same meeting and you know the same people, you maybe it's it's too familiar, and it's it's good to be a little 
feel a little uncomfortable in your familiarness because I think you open yourself up there and you don't keep yourself kind of sheltered. Um, so I, um, how it works for me is I, I am grateful every day uh, for a lot of things. I've always lived in gratitude. Um, I'm an oncology nurse in New York and um, I see people die every day. I see people that are young. Um, I see people that never had children. I see people that have children and their pictures are there and it's very sad. And the way I keep my ability and my gratitude and my faith, it's really faith, um, is that there is a God and he's, he's there helping all of us. So, um, and he's there for everyone, not everyone every minute the way we want him, that we think he should be there and answer to us every minute just right then, but I know he's there, and that faith uh, sustains me. So I start my day in gratitude. I call my sponsor. I, um, I read a lot. I write an awful lot. And I, <laughs> I said this the other day. I was cleaning out stuff with my kids, and there was about 12 notebooks. I, every time I get a new sponsee, I do the 30 questions with them again. It's just because you, you forget. You know, we, we always have to be reminded. And so by doing the 30 questions, and you see that you read the same stuff. How many times? But you read it again, and it's like, it's like a whole other world. Something else opens up. So um, if you... Um, get a new sponsee, go to a different meeting, um, come to these conventions that are so God-given. I'm so grateful for these conventions. Um, they were such a gift. And thank you very much. And I really wish you a blessed holiday season um, that you get through the – people have trouble with candy. I don't have trouble with candy, thank God. But um, I hope you get through everything with serenity and peace. Hi, my name is Christine. I'm a compulsive overreader. I'm other things too, so I was going to go. Hi. Um, I cannot thank you for your shares because I just got in here after you were done. And um, I have been, uh, you know, I, I realized I was in that body image thing because that has been uh, an issue for me. You know, I've been in this program for 35 years and uh, I have a very um, stable abstinence from sugar and um, uh, from sugar mainly and uh, eating compulsively stuff I don't need to eat. And, um, and you know, in my earlier years, I would also go to AA and there was this work on, uh, on the... Um, a, a big book, and I don't know, I developed an allergy to that book <laughs> and to the approach, and um, I was away from uh, Overeaters Anonymous for a couple of years, I, although I, I progressed through other 12-step fellowships, I still worked on my abstinence during that time, and when I came back a few years ago, you know, it became very popular to work with uh, the big book, and I thought, and I was really resistant and um, and I don't know, something, um, I call it little miracles happening all day. I just um, stopped feeling resistant. <laughs> you know, because uh, right now, you know, I, 
I have the weight I want to have. I'm comfortable with my uh, food most, you know, most of the time. And uh, at this convention here, I'm just getting more tools to tweak it in a way that uh, it'll be better. And I want to come back to, um, I spent a lot of time doing other stuff than um, uh, sitting down working my steps because, you know, I've been 25 years around meetings and everything in the program and I wanted to do other stuff. Um, and I just I, I just want to say how grateful I am. Just to, f- It's not in my head, it's just a feeling. I'm going to be okay. The program is there. It's right there for me. Nothing to be afraid of. Um, there's no big AA guy saying, you know, in the AA ways of doing things, <laughs> how to do. Um, I just feel my path is here, and uh, I'm really grateful for that. Thank you. We'd like to thank everyone who attended this workshop. We'll, close, we'll now close the meeting with the serenity prayer. Um, could we please get in a circle and hold hands, say the serenity prayer? <laughs>